can get so focused on what's not happening and what's not getting done when really the Lord is doing something and he's trying to get us to pay attention to that. It's not what we expected. It's not what we were looking for. It's not what we had hoped for necessarily. But it's something that he, in his wisdom, in his grander plan, is bringing about. That was Legionary of Christ priest Father Jason Brooks, the Raiden Christie chaplain in the greater Detroit locality, preaching in the Crusader Church in the town of Emmaus during R.C. Spirituality's 2019 Going Deeper Pilgrimage to the Holy Land. In this episode of Thy Kingdom Come, the Redden Christie podcast designed to help you become the complete Christian you're called to be, we'll be focusing on spiritual formation and we'll have the chance to listen to the whole homily. I'm Father John Bartunek here at the Redden Christie Spirituality Center. Welcome back to our podcast. I was present during this homily by Father Jason, and I still remember how deeply it moved me. That line we just heard about how easy it is for us to focus too much on all the things that aren't getting done, instead of marveling at all the things that God is actually doing, that line went right to my heart. Red and Christie members in every state of life join the movement, at least in part, because we feel a strong restlessness deep in our souls. We want to do something for Christ and His Church. We want to make a real difference in this fallen, needy world. That's a holy desire, a holy restlessness. But sometimes that restlessness can get too intense and get out of balance. Sometimes, whether because of our pride or insecurities or just because the enemy of our soul successfully confuses us, sometimes we fall into activism, into thinking that we're we're in charge of saving the world. When that happens, our efforts to advance Christ's kingdom create tension, anxiety, sometimes even sorrow, or as Father Jason will put it, disillusionment. Father Jason's homily powerfully reminds us of the antidote to this kind of activism. Humble, joyful trust in God and God's power. The homily is based on the reading from Luke 24, where Jesus walks to Emmaus on the first Easter Sunday with his two disciples, who are disillusioned after the crucifixion. And then Jesus reveals himself in the breaking of the bread. The sound quality of this homily is a little bit rough because it took place in a crusader church uh, without advanced sound technology, an ancient structure, but the homily itself is well worth the listen. It's about 15 minutes long. Enjoy. So one of the first things I wanted to highlight is the attitude of these two disciples as they began their journey. They were downcast. You might even say they had been disillusioned. They had hoped that Jesus was the one who was going to set Israel free. They were probably expecting a political Messiah, one who would liberate Israel from the Romans. They wanted a world leader. They wanted a Messiah who would show his power and who would force people to be people of God. But that wasn't what Jesus was about. That wasn't his approach. And they had a hard time with that. And so it took Jesus 
to explain to them, to open up their minds to the scriptures, to the prophecies that referred to him, and to the suffering and death that he had to endure in order to give us life. I think we've all been disillusioned at different times in our lives. We can all just take a moment to think about a time where we had certain hopes and expectations that were dashed and how difficult that was. And then we can look to the Lord and see how little by little he has himself become the answer that we were looking for. He said of himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. And I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. But when we get disillusioned, it's easy to focus on what's not happening. I was meditating on that this morning as I was reflecting on some of those moments in my life. The evil one was always having me focus on what wasn't happening. The thing that I wanted to happen that wasn't happening, or the thing that I was trying to make happen, or the, the job I was trying to get done, and it wasn't getting done. And all I could do was focus on what wasn't getting done. And I had good reason to believe that it should have been getting done. Like in my case, I thought it was God's will, right? As a legionary, my superiors, my directors were asking me to do something. And so I thought that was God's will. And when it wasn't getting done, I was getting distressed. I was getting upset. I was becoming disillusioned. I was doubting. Not so much doubting God, but probably doubting myself more. And I think we've all been there. It's not a very fun place to be. And so the Lord shows us the way out. opens the scriptures for us. He doesn't want us to miss what he is doing. That's what came to me in my meditation this morning. But I think sometimes the harder thing to be detached from is our own expectations. Our own plans. It's hard to be detached from that. And it's not that God doesn't share with us certain dreams and hopes for ourselves and for his church. But as he says of his own thoughts and ways, they are way above ours. Right? God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. Mysterious sometimes. Painful, for sure. And so we look to the scriptures, we look to the Lord himself, and how he lived, how he died, how he rose. We 
were talking at lunch a little bit about the state of affairs and the church and, and the world. And I like to think that the church right now is, as a body, is being led down the same road that Jesus himself had to walk. We've heard the popes talk about a new evangelization, a new springtime. But you can't forget what comes before that. What came before the first evangelization? Well, Pentecost. Then what came before Pentecost? Okay, well, the ascension. And then before that was the resurrection. But before that was the passion and the death. So there's a pattern there that Jesus established for his church and his people. And it seems as though we're anticipating a new evangelization, so we're, we're full of hope, and yet we all realize there's a certain death that needs to be died in order to give new life. The church needs new life. The church needs a new infusion of the Holy Spirit. But that can only come after a death and resurrection. And some of us have been brought through that process in anticipation of the greater corporate crucifixion that's going on right now. I think those of us who have been around for a while, that's why I was asking the question last night, who's been around since 2009 or later, you know? It's like God has led us in the Legion and in the Regnum Christi through a crucifixion, a death. But now we're being raised to new life and we're being prepared for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And some of us have already received that because we've been asking for it. The more you ask, the more you will receive. But you gotta ask. Remember what Jesus, what instructions Jesus gave to the 11 after he ascended, or right before he ascended. Go into the city and pray with Mary, as we've been doing on this program. You're listening to a homily by Father Jason Brooks, a legionary of Christ. He gave this homily during one of R.C. Spirituality's Going Deeper pilgrimages to the Holy Land not too long ago. Hope you're enjoying this homily and this podcast. Please check out rcspirituality.org to find out about future Going Deeper pilgrimages and to sign up to receive all kinds of formation materials that can help you become the complete Christian that God created you to be. Now, back to the homily. Pray for power to come upon you from on high. He had just given them authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so now I say to you, go. And we've all been given that authority. But now the Lord wants us to, wants to give us even more power. And so like those apostles, the whole church is being called different parts of the church are already being called to pray for more of this power. So we'll have the strength and the courage, the boldness, the gifts to carry out this new evangelization. 
But we're going to have to be detached from any preconceived notions of what that might look like. We can guess and we can try to plan and prepare. But I have a feeling that it's going to be something way beyond any, any one of us could imagine. So the Lord then opens our eyes to the scriptures today. And they convince Jesus to stay with them. And Jesus obliges them. Little did they know how much he wanted to stay with them. And so often I think we sell God so short when it comes to his desire to stay with us, to be with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus wants to be with us in the breaking of the bread. He wants to be with us in the Eucharist. He wants to abide with us so that we can abide with him. And if we abide with him, then we can fulfill his desire for us to abide in him. To abide in him, to live in him and through him and with him. And it's through our union with him, it's through that intimacy with him that the Eucharist brings about, that Holy Communion brings about, that we'll be able to bear fruit, that we'll be able to evangelize in a way that will truly give life. It won't be an empty word, it'll be a powerful testimony. Beginning with our own conversion, beginning with our own testimony, our own witness, that we could personally proclaim that we too have encountered the living Jesus, the living Lord and Messiah. We have seen him with the eyes of our hearts. Pope Benedict talked about that when he was in Fatima for the 10th anniversary of the beatification of two of the three shepherd children. He said, you know, some of you might be tempted to discouragement. Well, gosh, you know, I mean, if only the Blessed Virgin Mary would have appeared to me, then I could be a saint too, you know. But he said, we all have the eyes of our hearts. And those shepherd children have nothing over you. You underestimate the power of God. That's what Benedict quoted Jesus in the Gospels. You underestimate the power of God. How God wants to reveal himself to you in your own heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. But he says so often we don't cultivate the recollection and the faith and the hope and love necessary for that kind of encounter. But it's possible for all believers to 
have that kind of experience of the living God through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be disillusioned. On the contrary, we can be full of hope, even in the midst of the chaos and the corruption and the abuse and the scandal. The Lord comes to us as a group of pilgrims today. And he says, I am with you. I am with you until the end of the age, until the end of the world. I am with you. And I am for you. And if I am for you, then who can be against you? So let's not allow ourselves to give in to discouragement. Let's not focus on the things that aren't (coughs) happening. And let's face it, I'm sure in all of our lives there are things that aren't happening the way we want them to happen. But let's focus on what God is doing and on what he wants to do for us as individuals and as families and, and as a church. And let's be open to receiving. Let's be asking for God to prepare us more and more for all that's coming, for all that he wants us to do, for all that he wants us to bear witness to. His mercy, his goodness, his kindness, his grace. Let's ask those disciples who walked with Jesus on the road to Emmaus to pray for us today that we can leave here after having had this encounter with the Lord. That we can leave here like they did going back to Jerusalem full of hope, full of enthusiasm, full of the Holy Spirit. And then we can even go back home with that same enthusiasm, that same hope knowing that God has called us, each and every one of us, to be his disciples and to be those joyful missionary disciples who carry the good news to this world that is in desperate need of hope and mercy. That was Father Jason Brooks preaching a homily in Emmaus in the Holy Land during our Going Deeper pilgrimage in 2019. I hope his message hit home for you as much as it did for me when I heard it in that special place where Jesus so deeply encouraged his discouraged and disillusioned disciples and revealed himself in the breaking of the bread. Father Jason's message reminds me of one of the more famous passages from Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation on the joy of the gospel where he talks about the real heart of unhealthy activism in our lives as Christ's apostles. He writes in number 82, The problem is not always an excess of activity, but rather activity undertaken badly, without adequate motivation, without a spirituality which would permeate it and make it pleasurable. As a result, work becomes more tiring than necessary, even leading at times to illness. Far from a content and happy tiredness, 
This is a tense, burdensome, dissatisfying, and in the end, unbearable fatigue. This pastoral acedia can be caused by a number of things. Some fall into it because they throw themselves into unrealistic projects and are not satisfied simply to do what they reasonably can. Others because they lack the patience to allow processes to mature. They want everything to fall from heaven. Others because they are attached to a few projects or vain dreams of success. Others because they have lost real contact with people and so depersonalize their work that they are more concerned with the roadmap than with the journey itself. Others fall into acedia because they are unable to wait. They want to dominate the rhythm of life. Today's obsession with immediate results makes it hard for pastoral workers to tolerate anything that smacks of disagreement, possible failure, criticism, the cross. Those are some words from Pope Francis about this theme, danger of becoming disillusioned, and the importance of keeping our confidence in God and His power. I hope this podcast has been a refreshing reminder of who is the true Lord of the harvest. Not us, but Jesus. He is the King. And as long as we can keep marveling at all that He is doing, even in the midst of our weaknesses and limitations, then we will never get discouraged by all the things that aren't getting done. If this theme of spiritual formation is resonating with you, you may want to check out The Complete Christian, one of our retreat guides on the calling of the Twelve Apostles. Like all retreat guides at rcspirituality.org, you can read it, listen to it, or watch it. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Father John Bartunek here at the Wright and Christie Spirituality Center. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Till then, count on our prayers, and God bless you.